0: Welcome to this Brewery Pro Trade Show podcast. Trade Show is a sponsored podcast where we showcase products and services available to the brewing industry. In this edition, we meet Neil Cameron from Brutique and also Warren Bradford from Firmacraft and we look at brewhouse automation. Over the last two decades, the companies supplying the small brewing industry have grown and matured as much as the brewing industry itself, and the specialised brewing equipment available to brewers has become much more sophisticated. The level of automation available is a great example of this, and Neil and Warren talk me through what is available in terms of brew house automation, how it benefits brewers, and also where automation is headed. Enjoy the podcast. Neil Cameron and Warren Bradford, welcome to this trade show, Brewery Pro trade show. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having Thanks, us. Thanks, Matt. Good to be here.
0: I think this is probably the first time that you've been on a, a Radio Brews News podcast, um, which is, uh, I have to be very, uh, you know, is I, almost remiss because I'm trying to think of how long uh, I've known you. How long have you been brewing? Because I remember when I was editing another magazine uh, you know, <laughs> 17 years ago, uh, you, you were a contributor to it back then.
1: Yeah, I think I actually predated you on that uh, certain publication for well, sure. Was, I, I, I came
0: I, on in the second e- edition, so you can't have predated me by much.
1: Oh, uh, in that case, it was <laughs> the same time. We, we started our careers at the same time, so it wouldn't be that far, and I was, I was brewing at that point for sure. So it's been a long, long, Time and I have to say, looking at the camera, you've weathered it better than I have, Matt.
0: <laughs> oh, it's it's that you know stress free life that you have of not making money.
1: <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> you must be very wealthy <laughs> then.
0: Um, anyway, uh, gentlemen, we are here to talk um, uh, about uh, boutique, but and FermiCraft but really, it's not talking about product. It's talking about problems in in the brew house and and how they can be solved. And ultimately, we're talking about uh, automation. Um, So Neil, one of the things, maybe we can start by just giving us the the very quick overview of what Brutique is, Neil, and then we'll uh, hear from Warren about what uh, uh, Firmacraft is.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we've been, um, we've been putting in breweries, building, designing them is our primary, uh, business. And we've done 50 odd in the last, uh, five years. We've kind of given up counting. And these are right across. We've done some sort of Gladstone down to Hobart and, um, Margaret River up to, um, Port Macquarie. So it's been a, it's been a hell of a journey for sure. Um, and, and really what we've tried to do Particularly, and this is why the automation gig is important, um, is trying to differentiate ourselves. Um, You know, why would you go to an Australian company when you can go to direct to China and buy something that's undoubtedly going to be cheaper? It's about adding technology. It's about allowing people to make better beer. And it's also about ensuring that designs are optimized for actually making great beer, and that's kind of where we come in because, you know, life is way, way, way too short to drink bad beer and you don't want to, and it's hard enough to make and you don't want your brewery stuffing it up as well as maybe some gaps in your knowledge. So it's it's, it's been a it's been a really interesting ride for us for sure. And how about you, Warren? Tell me about Firmacraft.
2: Uh, Firmacraft is really, a, um, I suppose, the end product of years of watching the way that brewers and winemakers – uh, in my local area, and then extended into Australia, or uh, manufacturing their product. And, and my background is not, you know, I, I don't really know the first thing about brewing, but I'm 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 quite experienced with automation, and uh, I've been doing it f- since 1997. So um, I was lucky enough to live in a in an area that had a lot of craft beer and a lot of craft, you know, very good, not craft wine, big wineries, and mm. we started to deliver our automation knowledge to them. And then we started to understand there was a major need um, for the Australian craft brewing industry for proper automation. Um, And that really is where Fermacraft has come from. It's come from the uh, automation control, the ferment control for craft beer.
0: Now, who wants to take this question because it's a bit of a hairy one? What does automation in the brew house actually involve? Because one of the things that we hear most in media releases about craft brewing is that it's all handmade and handcrafting, And that sort of sounds like the opposite of automation. So I wanted to really uh, start the chat by working out what we mean by automation.
1: Yeah. And I was thinking, is it a hairy question? But the way you phrased it, yeah, you've made it super hairy. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, I think one of the drivers for me is I don't necessarily see the value of a well-trained, experienced brewer and, and now thankfully, well-paid brewers, I don't see the point in them opening and closing valves. I don't see the point of them speeding up and slowing down pumps. And I don't see the point of them capturing a lot of data on spreadsheets because I don't see how that makes better beer using a well-trained person. So the whole philosophy here is to take that away. And, you know, brewers running around... Using all that energy, just moving levers and starting stuffing pumps doesn't make any sense to me. What what a brewer should do is understand when things are going awry, understand the key control points, pH, work, gravities, um, and, and then let the computer do the rest. And that's everything Warren and I have worked together is to just take away that mundanity, that stuff that you're not adding value to. And doing the stuff that you do add value which is sensory evaluation which is recipe generation which is realizing when things are going wrong and knowing most importantly how to how to put them right um so all that energy goes into making better beer not to you know moving shit around which doesn't make better beer
0: it, it, it's interesting warren neil makes it sound like being a pilot the pilot is really only there for when something goes wrong <laughs>
1: I don't, think that's, actually, I don't but, think that's
0: actually what I said, for sure. Yes. Like, well, well, no, well, no, but, you know, but like, you're not there to sort of turn this, you know, the, the autopilot, you know, handles things when everything is going well and sort of keeps it going. But there is a huge mm. amount of skill in knowing when to put your hands on the wheel Yeah, and, and, I think, and when to drive.
2: I think, uh, um, you know, to lead on from what Neil is saying, automation enables a brewer to focus on what they're best at which is making good beer. The automation takes those elements of that that are mundane and repeatable and logical and puts them in a sequence which enables the brewer to do that operation the same way every time and then allows them to concentrate on the elements that are, I suppose, the human touch. That's what automation does. It does not take the craft out of the craft beer. Mm. It, in fact, enables the brewer to focus what is most about craft beer, you know, um, and make sure that the next time they do it, they do it in the same way. So automation is a way to lock down the process uh, in order for them to con- concentrate on what's best. And,
0: and the reason I uh, you know, again I wasn't trying to make it too curly for you, Neil, <laughs> when I sort of talked about craft beer, but there was always that underlying premise of. What craft brewing is is you've got some guy with a mash paddle standing over and stirring it, um, you know, using his thumb to determine the temperature and things like that. Which, fortunately, seems to have been jettisoned in in a, in a lot of um, you know minds. But you know, it, it's still something that I, I think holds on. When brewing, as the industry has matured, it's been about making better beer more consistently. Um, which seems to be
2: where we're coming from
0: with this conversation.
2: I think you've nailed that there, Matt. That is probably the best one. Well, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's making the, the the exact, you know, exactly what you said. It, it, it basically just improves the consistency, the, the same quality every time, rather than a than quite a scattergun approach.
1: And I think as well, you know, let's go back to the origins of why we've sort of seen this explosion of craft uh, breweries. It, there's an explosion of craft breweries because. Perhaps the commercial offerings that were available there weren't, you know, weren't as tasty and varied as people wanted. So that's why the craft brewery has gone, has come up. And that's why you've got all these ingredient suppliers putting some amazing stuff, new varieties of hops. That's what's driven that. Um, it just so happened that at the time doing that. The whole brewing manually sort of came from the maybe the home brewing side where people were getting their little mash tons and all that stuff. So I think the, the manual nature of craft brewing is synonymous, uh, with, with the output. And really, I think it's time to move away from that because the, the, the cost of automation and the, the ability to control these processes relatively simply and relatively cost effectively is now paramount. So we've just got to get a good away. And that's, that's part of the philosophy of it. You know, we talk to brewers every single week and they want to do that manual stuff because let's face it, we don't move enough in our lives a lot of the time. So that manual aspect aspect of brewing plus the creativity, plus the fact that you have alcohol on tap at the end of a hard working day is amazing. But I, I think particularly now with, um, uh, you know, brewers now getting paid 80, 90, 100, 120,000 a year. You know, when you're paying them 35 grand a year, sure, you can afford them to do that, but nowadays you can't. Um, and again, the skills of our brewers are developing massively. So we need to, these are just not bodies on the floor. These are these are highly trained, you know, smart guys in most, and girls, of course, uh, in most cases. So yeah, I think it's changed.
0: That's very much where I was. Um sort of wanting to land because I think over the last 20 years um, that we've seen the modern craft brewing or 23 years we've seen the modern craft brewing industry you know the the early days it was craft brewers growing out of home brewing often in their sheds using repurposed uh, milk equipment because that was the only option they had and in in some ways it was glorifying what they were doing as opposed to doing (laughs) things the best way that they could and and as we've seen the industry mature, um, you've noted brewers are increasingly skilled. They're expensive. Do we want them? Do we, do we want that investment to go into turning valves as opposed to other things that you know can easily be automated?
1: Yeah, for sure. And also, you know, uh, we find a, a great, a perfect example of this uh, little tale. We put a Fermacraft system up at King Tide Brewing in Coffs Harbour um, and I was looking at the screen. So you have remote access as well. So I was I went into remote to have a look at something on um, Josh's uh, system and I noticed that his hot liquor was going in super hot um anyway I rang him about four times to to say mate you've got a problem you know you're putting super hot water into your louter um and he'd been distracted and eventually he answered the phone going what um and I said look this is a problem you've got and he'd been he was doing the brewing that day but some customers had come in they wanted some growler fills they wanted to chat to him about beer as they do and um uh, he didn't have his automation parameters on. He had he was doing it manually, and uh, the system would have taken control of it and looked after it while he was busy doing something else, and avoided that um, that issue. So there's your there's a, a thing for a busy business owner, as most brewers are now, letting the system take control, and if he gets distracted, it can also keep keep running it for him.
0: One of the things that that, that strikes me again, coming back to your point, Neil, about wages is. Is it possible to quantify how much time in the brew house automation can save the human brewer and
1: in, 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 in the process? We've put in, um, I'm not sure, we're on 10, 12 Affirma Craft breweries with yeah, um, at least that. Brutique. Yeah. yeah. We th- believe it's about 50%. So if you took a manual brew house and you were running it, uh, if you put a, a Fermacraft um, automation system in, probably half of your time on the brew house, at least half of your time has been uh, removed. So, you know, that's half a person. That that means you don't necessarily have to have um, maybe an assistant brewer. And it means you can genuinely leave the brew house for an hour at a time hour and a half in cases of the runoff and you can go and clean a tank you can go and you know wash some kegs fill some kegs talk to customers or just do your do your admin and what you can also do you can if you're on your computer you can have your screen open and you can just keep on checking it rather than having to walk up to the brew house and have a look in the tanks or on your panel you can actually just do it remotely so we're we're easily 50 percent of the brewer's time and that's if someone's brewing full-time that means the system will pay for itself in a year, probably something like that.
2: I think um, Matt, we've we've seen uh, there's a particular brewery in Melbourne that um, we did with Neil recently, where it, a really unique opportunity to see the advantage of automation on that, and um, in the same site with a with a new brew kit, um, but with the advantages of automation on there, they're actually able to get two turns out of that brewery rather than one. Um, and I think they're working towards three now so where they are they start they've started to build sequences around the early processes of their brewing um, for the first turn uh, they're able to um, run those off off time starts off remote access and starting those systems early in the morning before they arrive at the brewery the same way the automation allows them to um, finish off the tail ends of the brewery or prepare for the next one tomorrow after they've left the brewery so, you know, particularly, um, these are big claims, but really we felt that um, in that in that case, um, we're really doubling the output of that brewery from the same brew kit.
0: That was where I, I was going back to some of the basic ideas around what craft brewing that we're still rooted in, that equipment is much more for purpose for the modern brewery these days. That You know, we've had the chance with that, you know, 20, 30 years of, Design that we're not using repurposed dairy equipment or anything like that. Modern brew houses are built for purpose for the modern brewery.
2: Yeah, I think it's absolutely, yeah, it's very accurate um, because with the level of automation we're now to offer these brew kits um, out to the grain delivery, to the trade waste, to the cellar, to the brew kit itself. Because they are specific built for purpose, the automation just gets better with them. So we're in fact, it's almost a bit of a perfect storm or great timing for us because if we had tried to bring the level of automation that we bring now to a brew kit 10 years ago, it simply couldn't handle it. The fact that we have got um, great access, you know, with Neil into the manufacturing space means the brew kit comes out ready for the connection of the automation. So it really does amplify the um, um, the advantage of automation. So yeah, you, absolutely, we've we've really seen a increase in the technology, the material, and the hardware, which then um, connected to the automation produces a much better outcome.
0: Now, one of the things that we're seeing with breweries that are starting up um, or even expanding is that there's a real cost sensitivity. These are small breweries. Hmm. Do you, do you have an idea of what the, uh, you know, added cost of full automation would be for a, um, you know, a a standard brewery install these days?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, It's why they become much more sensible for larger breweries and anything over 20 heck that we're doing nowadays it's it, it's obvious that you would put a firmer craft system in um the roundabout if you go for a fully manual um brew house um and then you you sort of add a semi-auto system which is another one which is basically a simple touch screen with actuated valves which just means the brewer doesn't have to run up and down steps but he still needs to you know do all the pumps and open mm-hmm. all the valves himself that adds normally about sort of thirty thousand to the to the the brew house and then if you go to full automation it's probably another um $30,000 on top of that so if you most brew pubs now 10 heck three vessel systems plus tanks you're talking about $250,000 you're talking about adding about 20-25% to the cost of your brewery um, which is not insignificant um but uh as we talked about there is a direct you know return on investment for that which you can measure in a year or 18 months plus all the extra capability that you can then sort of slot in Um, and we we just concentrate generally on the brew house uh, and the tank farm Um, but you can easily put your chillers on you can put your wastewater system as warren said Um, there's all sorts of other stuff you can hook into it but that's just you know every time you do that that's extra dollars
0: but again, one of the things, one of the issues I see most commonly with breweries is they're focused on the startup costs of the install, but are often blind to the ongoing running costs that are actually the most significant costs that their business will face. Absolutely. So I would have thought, when particularly when you're looking at the um, the, the wages you were talking about, if you're seeing a significant percentage of uh, saving on, on 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 the human side which is a significant cost in a, in a in a brew house that upfront investment would actually be a long-term efficiency
1: it is and, and you know normally people would um you know finance that over a period of time um so it gets easy you know also i mean i, I like to that i mean you know someone uh, there's a lot of technology coming up with heat pumps you know changing the subject slightly but this is another project that we're doing with FirmaCraft looking at um, and they've done that with Three Ravens Brewery uh, in looking in that sort of uh balancing of energy you know all breweries use a lot of cooling and all breweries use a lot of heating and at the moment never the twain shall meet which is you know slightly insane whereas heat pumps are able to take that heat from one part of the brewing process and then heat water or whatever you want to feed into the to the next uh, and that's the kind of smart that Firmacraft, again, has enabled uh, Three Ravens, particularly, to do this project um, because it's complicated and it needs some uh, processing power. Um, and that's another one where, you know, energy costs, for Christ's sake, at the moment, energy costs are just absolutely punitive. Um, so there's another cost you can put into your capital uh, investment, but your ongoing running costs can be massively reduced.
2: Where it gets really powerful is, I like to throw a term around, accelerating return. And uh, what happens is, once that initial cost goes in, um, automation systems enable those businesses to be able to add more and more to them. And particularly what Neil's talking about with Three Ravens, there's no way you could do what we're doing there at Three Ravens without an automation system like we've got. Um, the complexity of the way the system works together to understand where heat requirements are and cold water requirements are uh, is substantial and a high-level automation system is required to get that done. Anything else would, would basically be unworkable. Now, that system was already part of the initial um, growth plan for Three Ravens and when they came speaking about um, adding extra um, technology in order to make the, the system much more efficient. Um, they were very pleased to really understand that what they had would do it. FirmaCraft had the ability to run those extra controls, what they wanted. So, um, yes, the initial cost is, is much higher, but um, we think that most breweries can tend to be victims of their own success. And by the time that they can afford a good automation system um they're well overdue for the installation of it <laughs> so it's something that um i think neil does very well he's able to to um, demonstrate to new breweries um startups or growing breweries that this investment is really critical
1: you know we, we're doing a, a brewery up in here in the southern highlands new south wales um called the guild in robertson um and trying to make it an, a highly sustainable um Install, and what we've able to do is we were going to put a steam system in because we were going to put it. We're putting a distillery and we're putting a brewery in, um, but we've managed using heat pump technology and and, and uh, two stage heat pump technology to actually make really hot water, so at ninety five degrees. So we've been able to take the cost, we're able to use that hot water to do a lot of our heating requirements. Therefore, we've managed to take the steam boiler out of the equation. Now, as anybody that's tried to put a steam boiler in, that's that's 100, 120 grand to get one of those in, including all the pipe work. So if you cannot put a steam boiler in and you can still get highly efficient energy usage, then you can invest that money that will save you energy you know, we reckon it probably take 70%, 80% of our energy costs out of that brewery using heat pump technology, um, and it'll almost pay for itself. Plus, there's government grants, all that stuff, and over the course of the next 5, 10 years, we'll have energy bills that will be a fraction of what they would be. So, I, I think that enabling technology, accelerating technology is a great term because all of a sudden all this technology out there and this drive to be sustainable drive to be energy efficient uh takes a lot of smarts and it's kind of sitting there in the Siemens PLC just waiting to to gobble up this kind of um uh, capability
0: we've seen such a huge focus on innovation in brewing equipment where is automation going
2: it's um look it's a very exciting um part of the industry to be in and um, uh again that accelerating uh that accelerating returns we're seeing with the technology and automation you know if you um one of the great things about you know our system firmacraft is that by using uh very much the latest technology in field devices so let's talk sensors and cabling outside around the brewery we've actually made the system inherently easy to install so um you know, a number of years ago, we were introduced to a technology called IO-Link. Well, IO-Link has basically put very smart brains in the head of every sensor that we use. It's able to tell us its its name and its serial number and uh, able to do multiple things. Um, and that has just uh, created an automation package that uh, is inherently adaptable um, without using you know, without going too much in the technical side of it, in the old days, we had uh, what I called centralised control mat. So you would find an automation system in a big box, bolted to a wall. All of the sensors and motors would be wired back to that big box. And if you wanted to add more sensors or more motors, they too had to be bolted back to that big box. Um, What you find now is the world uh, has adapted to a decentralised uh, type of automation that was first, I first saw it in probably early 2000s for a company called SCW EuroDrive that were very good at decentralised technology, which meant that the likes of BMW and Mercedes-Benz could run entire factories without having big control boxes. They were basically um, smarts embedded in in the devices dotted around the factory. Now, fast forward to... You know, 2023. It's exactly what our, uh, you know, Firmacraft runs is a decentralized system. So, what what we see um, uh, reducing the requirement for engineers to be on on, uh, you know, at the head end of, of automation systems. So Neil knows very well, and so to uh, brewers using Firmacraft that you know new sensors can be added to that system and commissioned completely either remotely or automatically from the system itself. Now going back ten years, that you. That was never possible. Um, systems had to be set up by engineers, and and lots of um, code was written to run them. Well, that's not the case now. FirmaCraft uses um, very modular technology, which enables all this stuff to be connected quickly. Um, you know, we've commissioned breweries internationally in a, a matter of days that would have taken us weeks uh, in, in you know uh, as, as close as four or five years ago. So that's where automation's going. It's going to the point where it's almost like with computers. Um, we probably all remember the day when we were you know, playing with function keys and remembering what they did to navigate around DOS applications, right? So and automation you know, was a function of that as well. Uh, automation that we see now um, puts power in the brewer's hands they're not scared of and they can operate it. And it's just getting better and better and better. So I think the future for automation for us will be almost no engineers, um, self-commissioned firmcraft systems by brewers, um, so much so they feel part of the automation system rather than just a user of it.
0: I hate to think how you've uh, just shown your age there, Warren. Um, <laughs> I think there are a lot of uh, our listeners that would have never needed uh, 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 function keys, but I'm sure they'll get. They'll, <laughs> I'm sure they'll get your. They can points. Google it. <laughs> no,
1: they'll, <laughs> they use, they'll it. use they'll use they'll use ChatGPT to do an essay on it for them. That's what they'll do now. That's it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, being, you know technology is it um, upgradable and scalable?
2: Yes it's inherently upgradable and scalable and that's part of this decentralized technology. So um, there's certain things like the way um, automation talks on a language that we don't see that being changed for a very long time and all of the new devices um, are really falling in lock step um, with with that same language. So let's just say there's an industrial language that we use as part of firmacraft or part of a big automation system and pretty much all of the new sensors and drives and motors that we purchase to add on to that talk on that same language. So really rather than having to change out the entire system you've just absorbed another, you know, if you call it a community of a community of sensors and smart things. Um, you've just added another member to the community and uh, aside from initial handshake and we're, you know, they're all talking the same language and, and and off they go. So yeah, I don't see um, anyone in our, particularly in our, you know, even distant future having to upgrade major parts of of their automation system to add different systems in or different devices into it.
0: Does it integrate with a lot of, uh, you know, brewing, brewery management software as well?
2: Well, that's where it's brilliant. That's where it really is brilliant. So there's a there's an industry term that's thrown around now that's called Industry 4.0. I'm not sure if you've heard that. I was lucky enough to be in Germany when they um, sort of released that and said, this is what we're going to call it. And um, I think it's probably been a bit stolen by the people like, um, you know, the World Economic Forum and, and the WHO lately talking about Industry 4. But really, Industry 4 means the fourth industrial revolution. And... Uh, it is rather than an automated factory, the connection of multiple automated factories t- uh, in order to make them run more efficiently. And as part of that, FermaCraft is a true Industry 4 or a fourth industrial revolution s- solution because we have, um, you know, as we speak, there'll be breweries, multiple breweries around Australia and even some throughout the world that are talking to third-party software systems. And transferring data um, that up until a few years ago had to be transferred manually, and 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 um, what we found is that FermaCraft or, or brewery automation system, if we keep it that generic, really has a lot of the data that a lot of these software systems want to have, um, and that. The software system is sophisticated so is the automation but you've got this human bridge in the middle matt that basically means data can be corrupted you know if you talk to a software person and you talk about human entered data it's a a big problem so firmacraft and and modern automation packages are able to share data to third-party software vendors so that um the the brewer doesn't have to do it but also the data is accurate
1: Beer 30 comes to mind straight away. That, I, I know, um, Warren, that integrates so you can download data straight from, um, Firmacraft into Beer yep. 30. I know it links to kind of Cody canning lines. It, 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 as long as, as long as the company is pretty willing to share their API, which has not always been the case, it can all, it can all slot in quite happily, um, mm. for sure. Great.
0: Um, before we and there's just something else I want to ask uh, you about Neil. But before we move on from automation, is there anything else that anyone wants to cover off uh, about the must knows um, about brewery automation?
1: Yeah, I just one thing I wanted because it's all very well you know talking about the philosophy and the interesting side of it, but um, I think the the one thing I'd like to do is just paint a little picture of what. Firmacraft Automation does for a brewer working on one of our systems. So the picture of, of really how how a brewer would use it, um, you, you can, um, if you've got a bulk malt system, you can put a certain number of kilos of uh, malt, which it will then automatically mill to that required quantity. Um, every uh, beer that you make has its own recipe. You build a recipe with times, temperatures, amount of water, and all that stuff. Uh, so you literally go into your brew house, you press uh, mash in, it will open your grist case slide gate, it will get water at a certain temperature and a certain amount, it will mash in for you, and it will then check that your temperatures are correct and it will adjust the temperature either up or down using cold liquor or, or heat. Um, it'll then mash for the right of time, it'll do a step mash, it'll then alert you when that process is finished, you would normally then do a manual transfer into your lauter, but it will already have preheated your lauter and put a certain amount of foundation water in the bottom, so you're straight in, it will then do a recirc for a certain amount of time. It's got pressure transducers above and below the bed, so it will check if you're getting a um, a stuck mash. It'll it'll run a certain amount of wort off. It'll louter a certain amount of water at a certain temperature on top. So basically, once you start the runoff, you can walk away for an hour and a half, and you get back. And you've got thousand or two thousand liters of uh, of wort in your kettle, which is already being heated, um, and then it'll heat it for a certain amount of time on the boil, and then when you press your next button, it will then start the runoff, and it will control temperature, it will control flow rate, and you can have it opening your oxygen if you wish, um, and then when it's in the fermenter, it will you can then do a, up to fifteen different steps, so you can have you know 20 degrees for 24 hours 18 degrees for a period of time and then um, it can just do any number of temperature changes and even if you want to do slow cooling you can you know get it to cool at the end of your ferment by one degree per day if you wanted or one degree per six hours whatever uh, and it will do all of that for you and it will keep all the data for you as well so that's all of those processes are kind of one button and then you walk away which is you know pretty pretty cool
0: well, look, it certainly sounds uh, like, you know, again, we've come ahead in leaps and bounds in terms of servicing the brewer, which ultimately services the beer drinker, um, yeah. I'd imagine. Now, I'll be linking to an article um, that provides a little bit more information but if anyone uh, wants to pick up the phone and dig a little bit deeper into any of these topics that we've really only just skimmed the surface of um, should they call you Neil or should they call Warren?
1: Yeah no primarily myself um, if it's if it's brewing definitely me if it's something allied to that uh, then it would probably it would be Warren we, we just do the brewing side of it. Great. We'll, we'll put a link through to the Firmicraft site anyway. But Neil,
0: while I do have you, there is something else that I wanted to just ask you about going from uh, automation to the circular economy. Mm. Um, do you want to just give us a quick overview of the new um, bulk handling of grain system that uh, Brewcraft has also recently uh, sort of... I pioneered with Bintani, is that the right way to put
1: it? Yeah, well, you know, we've um, we've been looking for ways to innovate, really. And I don't know about most brewers, but having made millions of litres of beer myself, I've all I've also chucked away thousands of twenty-five kilo plastic bags, which I've always found pretty disturbing. So we put all of our engineering and uh, manufacturing smarts to that. And also, um, we chatted to Bintani and Voyager particularly about whether they'd want to get involved. And they both went, look, absolutely. So we've we've designed a really cost-effective bulk grain handling system. And these are reusable one-ton bulker bags that you can get delivered, hook up to a frame. uh, And then you've got a little control system where you can just put a certain amount of grain, and it will automatically dispense that amount of grain into your mill system. And you just keep those bags uh, until you've got a few and then you send them back to uh, Bintani or Voyager and then they clean them and then they reuse them. And and our objective is to take um, over a quarter of a million bags uh, over the next five years out of landfill. Um, uh, The guys at Bintani did a calculation, probably up to a million grain bags a year is going into landfill from Australian craft breweries, which is, you know, that is literally rubbish. So uh, we'll be launching this whole process um, probably the next few weeks. So people will start to see it, you know, through you guys. We've done some videos, we've done a lot of promo stuff, uh, and I just urge everybody to really look at those systems because it's 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 a it's a great solution to to a, I think a really significant problem. We've been looking for looking for solutions for some time.
0: Well, look, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to release that news because it is very exciting. Again, another one of the you know deserved buzzwords in the industry is sustainability and uh, circular economy. So looking forward to being able to report a little bit more on that. And thank you for uh, teasing it for us. Yeah, easy. But Warren and Neil, thank you very much for talking about automation this afternoon. Uh, there, there will be a link in the show notes for anyone who wants to find out more. Um, but it's certainly something that I think uh, you know anyone that has a brewery um, and is looking at installing or is looking at uh, opening their first brewery really probably needs to uh, get in touch to even ask some uh, of the basic questions about what they should be uh, looking at for for their
1: own brewery. Yep, and thanks Thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. It's been great.
0: And that was Neil Cameron from Boutique and Warren Bradford from Firmacraft. You can find their contacts in the show notes. Otherwise, you can reach out to Neil, who is the Technical Director of Brutique, on 0407-884-019 or reach him at neil.cameron.brutique.com.au. And again, you'll find those links in the show notes.